One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Stings Retirement. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D.A.D. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Edition of the WrestleTalk Podcast. If you haven't already, press the subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of the episode. Hey, go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Sign up over there. Get loads of exclusive things. Go and get a, a ticket to our live show coming up for Crown Jewel in just Week's time. Two weeks time. And of course, sending your Omega chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. Well, we can say thank you, Sting, for the next four months. Yeah, it felt like uh, Tony Khan was getting a lot of criticism for uh, booking pay-per-views, like with only two weeks to go mm. before the show days. He was like, oh, yeah, well, I've booked MJF versus Jay White for six weeks before the pay-per-view. Oh yeah, I booked Sting's retirement four months ahead of time. It's uh yeah, like I feel back in the day, your retirement just sort of happened. Like everyone can sense it coming, but then okay, one four week cycle of a pay per view, I'm actually got my career's on the line, blah blah blah, and that's the end. And then of course you come back with TNA about a couple of years <laughs> later. But these days, the the tour seems to be all the rage. Great Muta. Jushin Thunder Liger, now Sting. Danielson. Danielson. Dan- Danielson had that promo on Collision where he was like, look, I've, I told my kid that when she reaches this age, I'm going to stop wrestling. And that's this time next year. So this is my final year as an active, as a, an active on like appearing a lot on television wrestler. Edge, uh, Edge's whole deal yeah. is I'm looking to wrap up my career. AEW, the place where careers go to end. <laughs> On paper, that sounds bad, but really, like that's quite a testament to the company Khan's created. Well, in a way, people often say that AEW is just WCW, but again, but really, in WCW is where you're supposed to go to retire, but you actually just stay on top. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's good. Like uh, I think uh, a lot of performers probably look at AEW, and if having uh, more input on your creative is important to you on your final swan song from this business, mm-hmm. AEW's the best major place to do it in because WWE will always want to enforce their version of things upon you. Yeah. 
I, I, I thought this is a really interesting. What do you think uh, his final match might be? Well, surely it's Derby. That's what I, I actually thought he was going to announce. It's Derby on yeah. this show. And he puts over Derby. Derby beats him. Because um, there was no mention of Derby in this promo. The, the promo that he cut was about how when he was a younger star, mm. he would look at the older stars and like him and the rest of the younger guys like Luger and Bagwell would look at the older guys like Dusty, Flair and Hogan and be like, Ish, why are they still doing this? Like, why are they still on top? Bearing in mind, Sting, 30 years old at that point, uh, and Flair would have been about 40. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, sorry, I'm just making sure that the, the sound is fine. Someone said the sound is bad, but apparently it's okay. Great. Um, but yeah, his promo was essentially like, when I was a younger guy, I thought, why are these older guys still doing it? And now I'm the older guy mm. and I'm still doing it. And the reason why I'm still doing it is because I can't get enough of it. I can't stop. It's the smell of the arena. Mm. It's the roar of the crowd. Da, da, beat, da, da, ground. And like, <laughs> sure, can I be doing this anymore? Probably not. I'm not 20 years younger uh, like I was 20 years ago. Should I really be throwing myself off balconies? And the crowd went, hey! Yeah. And he paused and went, yeah, maybe we don't. <laughs> we, we can talk about that. Die, Sting! We want you to die in the ring! Why don't you jump off another ladder through some tables that don't break, Sting? Um, yeah, so this is like, he kept on teasing the word retirement. He was like, oh, I'm not going to say the word yet. Oh, I'm oh. not going to. And then he accidentally said the word. He went, I've said the word. <laughs> I don't know if that was by design, but yeah. it, it didn't come off as smooth as possible. Not at all, no. I mean, this was, you know, he asked for this time mm -hmm. in, in kayfabe. He asked for this time. I'd imagine that he'd asked Tony Khan, I'd like <laughs> to announce my retirement. And so he said, you know, do we want to prepare something? He's like, no, I'll just go out there and I'll I'll wing it. Yeah. And this felt very much like a winging it promo. I'll just go out there and I'll just say what I'm feeling in that moment. And he kind of has to address the elephants in the room that I've already retired once. <laughs> well, how many times, really? He's he's definitely retired once, and that was, of course, 2015 with 2015. WWE. Yeah, with the injury. The injury and the Hall of Fame stuff. But even then, I think he said a caveat, like, never well, that, never say never. That was the big sort of hook mm. of this promo, is like the, the one sure thing about Sting is you can never be sure. Yeah. But, the, you know, I can always come back. But And so younger viewers might go, well, you know, that was one retirement, but he left the door open. This is his final retirement. Um, I would say me and you have lived through <laughs> quite a few informal retirements. Yeah. Sting. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, eight of them. <laughs> on, on a yearly basis in TNA. Well, no, in fairness to TNA, it was always his career was on the line. Yeah. And then it was like, and we, because he spent so much of his TNA years wrestling in a t-shirt, everyone was under the assumption, oh, this will be his final year. Mm -hmm. This will be his final year. But it was only, and then like, you know, every other pay-per-view was like, hey, Sting, your career is on the line. So he wins the world title mm -hmm. in a t-shirt. Eight minute match, seven and a half of which a crowd brought. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I feel this is one of those times where you're like, no, this does feel like a genuine, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed he came back mm -hmm. because when he retired in 2015, we all thought that's it. He's done. Yeah, he yeah. had that, the match with Rollins where he takes the buckle oh. bomb and he falls down and then he tries to get thrown against the rope and he just falls down mm. again. And it is like this. It's a heartbreaking yeah. match. It's awful to watch. And I we, I think we all thought, that's it. He's done. And then when he came back in AEW, he did the, the cinematic match. We're like, ah, oh, this is how you use Sting. Because of the pandemic, we're able to do these sort of weird, wacky mm -hmm. cinematic matches. This is how we can have Sting 
wrestle on on the show and then double or nothing 2021 it was like no i'm wrestling now and i was like all right and he's been he's been wrestling on tv he's been wrestling on pay-per-view and it's not just brawling through the crowd in a t-shirt although sometimes it is that we've seen him in the vest we've seen him in the singlet we've seen him dive off of multiple very high objects i i will say like it's almost like aew have booked sting better than wcw like in 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 a consistent three year way, I can't well, I can't say heel, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say WCW ever did that for that period of time. So what a great way to go out! And I guess we end with Derby. Uh, final thing to say on this is: what would you put between Derby and now? We on this episode later on, he made the save for Derby in the feud with uh, Adam. Sorry, not Adam Copeland, Christian Gage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. So to me, that says they're going to team with Copeland against Christian and these kids. Yeah, that's the which we thought from the end of Wrestle yeah. Dream is like that's your your trios match you're going to do is Christian and the kids versus Sting, Edge, and Darby, uh, maybe at full gear. You have that match, and and Copeland's like, well, I, I won't fight you, but I'll fight these other two. Yeah, I uh, get to try and convince him because like Edge Copeland had the promo on the show where it's like, <laughs> I will not fight my brother, mm-hmm. and I. There was a moment during this at the end when, like, you know, he puts Christian in the Scorpion Deathlock after he makes the save with Darby. I thought, oh, what if his final match is him going for the TNT title? I've never held gold in this company. And I have been one of the faces of TNT of the Turner Network for my entire wrestling career. It would mean the world to me to end my run winning the title that represents that station. That's beautiful, actually. Or Sting beats Christian for the TNT title, um, and then the final match is Darby beating him yeah. for the TNT title. Oh, I love that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah great stuff. I, it, it only occurred to me when you put him in the, the Scorpion, but yeah, mm. obviously there's the, the trios match possibility for full gear. Um, I'd really like to see Sting and Danielson. You know, like if I'm... Sure. <laughs> if I'm going to like have Sting, you know, Sting's retiring in four months time uh people i'd like to see him in the ring with people i never thought i was stinging danielson just feels like yeah that's a match i'd actually quite yeah yeah why not like um stinging kingston sting lance archer (laughs) blackout bomb at the top yeah i don't don't know if i say that one too much Uh Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's see what you'll think on the Omega Chats. Of course, send them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. The roller coaster, I presume Robert Acosta, says, know that feeling when you see a wrestler and you just get it. It happened with Sheeta in AEW, Ambrose in WWE when I got back into wrestling, but the first was Sting. He's the best, my favorite. I'll miss him. Best enjoy our time left. Have a great day. Yeah, we've got a look. We've got four months to enjoy and make the most and be grateful for Sting's final run. I hope he does get his flowers. Mm. You know, when he does retire, the people will look back at him as one of the all-time greats. I think people look at him very much as a legend uh, within the sport, but truly like one of the all-time great baby faces. Five decades of wrestling. Yeah. That's Three it. different promotions. Four, four of all the major uh, American promotions. Yeah. WCW for a while. At his, two, at his WrestleMania match. I mean, has Bob, any, Bobbins, though it was. Has anyone done that? Because, of course, Paul White, but he never was in Impact. Uh, Christian Cage, but he was never in WCW. No. Who's been in all he, four? I think he did win WCW gold, yeah. though. <laughs> 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 all right, Shane Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I, I just whenever I have a pizza I usually put on ECW uh, Rise and Fall mm. and yeah it's like Shane Douglas has no talking heads on that well it's because he was doing and, the rival um, yeah, he was on the show impact. at the same time and well, no he like, was doing the rival ECW reunion show he was doing Hardcore Homecoming oh ah, right and I just watched and doing his own DVD <laughs> I just watched the bit again where Taz is talking about the FTW belt and him and Paul Heyman say yeah it was better than uh, Shane Douglas's <laughs> world title <laughs> Um, although, I mean, I, ju- I just thought of one then when you were saying it, but Douglas. Was Douglas, but Douglas hasn't been in AEW. No, but he was in TNA. Yeah, so he's only got three of the but, four. But he did ECW. Oh, I think ECW. He, I yeah. think he had a stint in WCW, WWF, and TNA. Okay, well, uh, chat, g- give us some other people who have been in. Uh, if, if we can get all five, so ECW. Oh, no, Sabu? Sabu on WCW? Sabu, yes, he had a stint. So yeah. he's been in all five, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, so Sabu's done all five. Let's uh, see who's... Uh, Christopher Daniels had matches in WWF, enhancement matches. In ECW? But he didn't do ECW, no. Because no, no. he, did, he did WCW right <laughs> at the end of its run, as did AJ. Yeah. Um, of, they both did TNA, both did WWF. We want five. We want all five. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's carry on with these. Blake, what you got there? Uh, no... 
Please <laughs> fact check them before you send them in. Yeah, I was going to say, because Jarrett didn't do ECW, neither no. did Billy Gunn. Ray hasn't done AEW, but it did do All In. Mm, and, and, didn't do, and didn't do TNA either. I'm not going to count that. Blake Whitehouse. I'm having a hard time getting into the Cole, Adam Cole Kingdom storyline, mainly because Maria was my first wrestling crush. <laughs> and the whole time I keep asking, where is Maria? Maria! <laughs> also, remember the masked man that attacked Jay White? What happened to that? Well, I they, think it'll come back. They bring it up every week. Yeah. Like they have the, I agree. I don't think the follow-up to it has been strong. Jerry Lynn! <laughs> As the masked man. No. But he, he, ECW, WCW, yeah, WWF, yeah. TNA, ROH, Ring of Honor, and AEW. <gasps> we've got the we've got, six. We've got a six with oh Jerry Lynn. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah they, I agree. I don't think the, the follow-up to that angle has been the hottest. But Jay does bring it up in every promo. Mm. We can come back to that because I've got some... I, I think what they're doing is it's really exciting. Uh, M says, Howdy, folks. Last night was awesome. AEW is in the rebuild year like WWF in 97, sending the groundwork for a huge 2024. While I love the past year and a half and I get that others have had issues, but I think we are about to have an amazing run of shows. Hashtag ham that ham. Ham that ham is good. Uh, I, I agree. I think the actual... It's it's cold, like as a product, as we keep hearing from Meltzer. But it does it does feel like there's a lack of momentum. I say and Meltzer us as well. Yeah, but it's it's weird because when you watch the shows, you're like, oh my god, this is so exciting. The wrestling's great, the characters are awesome, and I can feel loads of parts coming together. Mm-hmm. But it's just not there yet. So hopefully, this is the some you know best practice. Just stick at it, and then something will catch fire. I'm just seeing another sixer. Raven, ECW, he's not WCW, has he? WWF, TNA, Ring of Honor, and he was in the crowd of an AEW show when they were teasing who the leader oh. of the Dark Order was. Was he actually? Do you remember? Or did you dream this? No, no, I'm pretty sure Raven was the, in the, the guy, crowd. The guy chatted in about it so much, he's yeah, and, then, and then all of a sudden, Raven was in the crowd. He was like, see, I told you. I Do you don't know job? if we can accept that. <laughs> it's close, though. It's, it's close. close. Uh, Kevin says Roddy wants to be nice with MJF so I guess the kingdom will team with MJF to help him regain his title against uh, the Bullet Club Gold instead of the acclaimed I'm all for it it can then span off into lots of different fun feuds I really liked the ending of that Roddy segment where he was like I've got to become friends with MJF well does he say that or does he just say I need to become friends with that scumbag yeah because that to me could obviously it means MJF but is he talking about someone else <gasps> Oh, I hadn't even thought. I just put together the, yeah. the, the logical, but maybe that's the misdirect. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's good. That's what I'm doing. Like all of this stuff. And I said it weeks ago with when Tempest was on the show with me. There is somewhat of an MJF effect where whoever he is with just feels infinitely more interesting. Like Because he's such a three-dimensional character. Their character has to become three-dimensional to interact with him. And because he's interacted with two-thirds of the roster at the moment in, in every week, everyone feels really well-developed. So when someone says something, it could mean, well, the thing you think it means, but it could equally mean something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, very exciting stuff, I think. Like you know, like the we all thought it was the acclaimed, but now we're like, oh, actually, it could be the kingdom joining him. I think the job they did for the main event of this show, where of course it was going to be Juice Robinson, but hey, Max Caster's been around a lot. I actually thought they did the same thing with the Omega Fletcher match, yeah, as well. Could could what? Well, as in he could have lost? As in yeah, it could have been mm. Fletcher because yeah. they, they set up the stakes of well, if Fletcher wins, he'll get this. And I was like, oh, 
that actually has made me think that Fletcher could win this, particularly because Kenny's whole deal at the moment is yeah. he's not as good as he was when Don Callis was by his side. Low-key booking brilliance, if I'm honest, because it's predictable, but. Yeah. And that's a big Paul Heyman thing. He's See, got a big but. It's the Sami Zayn Elimination Chamber. Yeah. We knew Roman oh, was going to yeah. win, but there's always yeah. a chance. I have seen a genuine one come through. <laughs> we got a sixer. It's not a sixer, it's a fiver, because mm. I don't, he might have done some Ring of Honor shows. You might be able to correct me on this one, actually. RVD. Early days yeah. of WCW, ECW, WWF, TNA, because he was a champion then. He's wrestled in AEW. But did he do anything in ROH is the question. Can you can you just Google Rob Van Dam ROH? I can't think I can't of. Because like when ROH was at its peak, he was still in the WWE. ROH. And Impact. RV, and yeah, TNA for that matter. Rob Van Dam ring of no not ring of no honor. not a no, sixer he's a, he's a fiver uh kid cuddy this episode don't was say jericho jericho doesn't count also we didn't do tna uh kid cuddy this episode was predictable as f oh i just said how i quite liked it it was predictable but, but. uh 6.9 out of 10 the wrestling not omega didn't really hit like usual either oh i love the the opener the penta jy match that match was awesome yeah i th- the, and I, actually the sheeta sakura match yeah was yeah really that was great. great i think and the battle royal was fun i think people if you don't like jay white you're not gonna let, like jay white for the next month <laughs> yeah because he's a grower yeah. Uh, I think we're in the Every- Jimmy Uso chapters of the Adam Cole MJF storyline now. Was expecting Tony Khan's fastball after his meltdown, but nah, glad you all liked it, though. Uh, I was going to say, oh, I was about, uh, about to say, then when you said uh, you like Jay White as a character, I feel like people who are only just getting into Jay White now are all where we were when he was the Kenny Omega replacement in New Japan. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, he ain't. He ain't the one. He ain't yeah. the one, Gato. I know you're trying to make him the one, Gato, but he ain't the mm. one. He's not the man to main event Madison Square Garden with Okada. Uh, Nathan says, my collision chat, I didn't mean that, that the TNT title isn't credible. It's more it needs to stay the focal point to remain credible. And I fear it won't be that in the Adam feud. So Copeland, giving Brian Danielson a retirement run with it keeps it as the focal point and can put someone like Utah or Fletcher over in Brian's final match as the man to retire Danielson as well as sustaining the TNT title's credibility. Awesome episode of Dynamite though and I hope to see more out of Penta because that man can really do a wrestle. It's true. I think with uh, Nathan's point, so Nathan on the Collision Show uh, argued that the TNT title doesn't feel didn't feel credible, mm. which we sort of argued against because we sort of feel that Christian Cage has massively yeah, yeah, leveled yeah. that title up. But I think, Nathan, you can have both of the things that you're after in that. Like, if it's Christian and Adam Copeland's fight for that title, that immediately, really elevates that title massively and makes it even more credible mm. because it's Adam Copeland going for that belt. And also, Christian's one of the hottest acts right now. And you can still have Danielson putting over someone in the the Danielson retirement match. But because, what about Sting? Well, I mean, we want Sting to win it now. Yeah, but that's um, what I'm saying is because he was he thought yeah. Danielson should have won a, on collision. But you can, as I said, you can have all three. Mm-hmm. You can actually have all of the things you want. Correct me if I'm wrong. So I was out the loop when I was in Japan, but I interpreted Danielson's stuff as well. I will stop full time. That's what it was. So it's not like he's going to retire, retire. No, he's retiring as an active, like yeah, in active as in I'm wrestling borderline every week on TV. He'll just be I'm the pay per view guy. I'm going into the part time role. So I don't think you do that retirement storyline then. Uh, and finally, for now, Ket. 
I'm so sick of the women only having so little TV time. What will it take for Tony Khan to book this division better? I doubt this will happen, but I hope the women will have a strike of their own and it gives Tony Khan a much-needed wake-up call. Can you imagine that? If all the women in AEW... Well, that would require a union, actually. (laughs) So, yeah, not going to happen. As to what will it take? Um, I don't know. I think we're past the point now. Mm. I think if we're nearly five years into this project and it's not happened now, I don't think it's ever going to happen. The only way it changes is if he's like, okay, 20, like minimum 20 minutes a week and he puts someone else in charge of it. Even then, like maybe, because even then I thought what it takes is for someone to get like white hot that he feels like I have to put them on TV. But that's happened with Tony Storm and we're still only having one match a week. Mm. So I don't even think it's that was the answer. Yeah, is it? But is it the wrestling that's over with Tony Storm? Yeah. Well, I'd say it's the character that's over. Yeah. And the short films. But if you were a booker and you had this character that's white hot, Mm. wouldn't you want to put her in matches on a weekly basis? Uh, keep getting your Omega chats in to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. And of course, come meet us in person. Oh, hold on. Wait for it. It's all right. We can talk over it. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, look at these shots. It's us at the last live watch along party. And we're doing another one for WWE's Crown Jewel event in London. What's the date? November something? November 4th oh. is when we're going to go live. Uh, tickets are on sale. Tickets are going out fast as well. We'll be doing a live edition of No Holds Board, as well as doing our live reactions for Crown Jewel from the Long Arm Pub and Brewery in Shoreditch. Uh, you'll be seeing Dan Layton defend the Jam That Championship against me, Luke Owen, mm. D-A-D. Pretty Dadly explodes. A, coll- a collision, you might say. Oh, we're having a, on, a, on a WWE show, no <laughs> less. Uh, and we'll be uh, facing off each other in predictions warfare for the championship. I really do believe, and I firmly believe this, this is the best way to watch wrestling pay-per-views. You are surrounded by people like you. You're like Mm -hmm. like like-minded people like you. It is a great atmosphere. It is a great time. It is a great collective of people. And it's it's the most fun I've had watching wrestling pay-per-views. I've been to a lot of wrestling shows recently live wrestling shows in these shows and i love them all dearly but this is something else because you can just talk to people you can mill around you're watching one thing on the screen and you're drinking and it's brilliant whereas at the wrestling shows everyone's just you know they're watching the wrestling different experience uh it's yeah it's one of my most favorite things to do i'm yeah please do come along link in the video description the link in the below. video description and our moderators will be putting uh, <laughs> our link in the chat for you as well but yeah genuinely come down and watch crown jewelers we'll be raising money for charity by mm-hmm. doing a raffle on the show as well because it is one of our saudi shows and all of your live ultra chat money as well will be going through to charity Uh, the show opened, Dynamite that is, with Penta versus Jay White. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't come out with the low riding bicycles this week. Uh, so uh, minus five stars. I, it's like they know that I'm enjoying their entrances. <laughs> So they're doing an entrance, I won't cheer. You say that, but then Juice Robinson did his walk down to the ring, and I was like, oh, that man knows. And Card Blade was with them. Yeah. Propped up so that the hard cam would always have Card Blade in. Card Blade also has his own title that has been duct taped <laughs> to him. But because when he came out, Jay White, you know, 
takes off his, mm. uh, his jacket to reveal his abs and the fact that he still has the stolen triple B. And Cardblade has also got a title belt. And Taz was sure to point out that Jay White is not the world champion. And also Cardblade <laughs> is not the champion either. Uh, this was in Texas. So there was a big uh, supporting area for Penta, which I love to see because it's been a, a long running meme. It should always be Penta. Yep. I have no idea what you know. We always talk about the bad booking of women in this company. That like there are three to four amazing luchadors that would really appeal to the Hispanic market, which, as we know historically, is a huge wrestling audience. That's what like made SmackDown such a highly rated show back in the noughties. and to this day is uh, an audience that sticks around watching TV more tradition in more traditional ways. It's what WWE have always been searching for: is who is their next uh, uh, Latino Latino star um, after Ray? And they, you know, thought it was going to be Del Rio, and it wasn't him. They thought it was going to be Sin Cara. Funny enough, Mystico yeah. was who they thought it was going to be. But like Mystico was booked for this show. Mystico's announcement on the show pushed yeah. a lot of tickets. That and the fact that tickets were, you know, sold at a, a lower price point. But it was Mystico's mm. announcement that really shifted a lot of tickets to this area. Uh, I love Penta. It's great to watch him wrestle and a decent match as well. We got a lot back and forth. I would say he he actually got the better of this exchange because Penta, he ain't really going to sell for you, is he? <laughs> well, they did this spot. I actually loved this. Yeah, they did, yeah. a, they did a, a chop exchange battle. Proper like New Japan thing of just like toughness. I'm going to chop you. So Penta takes off his glove and he chops the soul out mm. of Jay White. Jay White responds by giving him a chop and then says, well, I can't chop you properly because you're wearing protective yeah. armor. So Penta takes his top off and then the pair of them just chop the absolute crap out of each other. Well, after that moment, after the top comes off, Jay White gives him this massive chop, slapping chop, and Penta no-sells. Doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and then, yeah, the Juice Robinson behind the referee's back knocks out Penta. It's shown later on that he's got a knock-off, knock-out, diamond ring yeah it's really uh, introduced on the collision yeah but he also put an collision he doesn't need it because his finish is that the left hand of mm. god and i i would say i get why you've done the left hand of god thing in this opening matches to put over juice because he's going to be going into the battle royal later and you want to set up this left hand of god versus the right hand of the devil going in for next week i do think jay probably should have was one cleaned though because he's going for the world title i get that i get that and uh, you, i'm not really going to argue it i'm just going to say my point of view jay white as a heel and he's not a chicken s word heel he's not like the miz i didn't believe that he was going to lose this match mm -hmm. i think jay white is quite unique in that he just cheats because he wants to it's roman yeah like like roman doesn't lose any credibility as world champion because he always wins via interference but he feels like he in those moments he's gonna lose oh i see what you're saying yeah, whereas yeah. jay white you know not even in the, the the final third of the match i'd say yeah go on go on juice knock him out on board now <laughs> that's how i experience white cheating that's fair yeah mm. Um, they cut a promo afterwards. Jay cut the promo about being the true champion. And Juice Robinson said he's coming for the diamond ring in the main event. Yeah, Jay said that uh, Max does not have any <laughs> friends. That's why he's not accepted their challenge for a, uh, an eight-man tag. MJF is backstage with Rene Paquette afterwards. And I was like, oh, because Jay White said MJF isn't here. That's why he's not come down. And then MJF is backstage. I thought, oh, that's is that a miscommunication? Max perfectly explains it. He's like... 
I'm not an idiot. There's four of them. And the amount of times we've criticised dumb baby stupid faces, stupid baby faces like running down. <laughs> I really appreciated that, but also because there's another layer. It's because he hasn't got any friends. He hasn't got any backup. Uh, and then this is where he put over the uh, the idea of the left hand of God versus the right hand of the devil. Mm. And he's about to give an update on Adam Cole when the acclaimed walk in. MJF is quite tired, as we've seen over the last few weeks, of of Max Caster's sort of like the way that he talks to him and stuff and like thinks that they're friends, but you know, really they're not. And so he just sort of walks away from him because he says something about, because I'm going to win the battle Royal. I'm going to take that diamond ring. And then, Hey, maybe you can put a ring on it. And MJF's like, I, I don't even, and walks away. And then daddy asks, just like, no, what do you told you, man? Less is more. Stop trying to hit on him so much. Hmm. I, I'm not into it. It doesn't really. Yeah. I, I don't like find it. it. I don't find it funny or, or believable i liked it on collision mm. when he uh went up to like they were trying to give him coaching of you know like here's how to sort of you know be subtle and things so we went up to renee said hey renee how was those oral yeah. sessions yeah. and the renee's like you're an idiot <laughs> but i did appreciate the tease of the scissor yeah and then it didn't happen i mean like daddy asked me and like he's a scumbag mm -hmm. and max goes yeah but he's my scumbag Emi Sakura then took on Shida. We actually got a video promo to explain the context here. Sakura trained Shida 15 years ago. And they had, well, you know, they had, they're having a good match. Then it goes to break, of course, because it's a women's match. They come back. Oh, my God. They had four fantastic minutes. This is what I think we all thought women's wrestling yeah. in AEW was going to be when it launched. Because Omega kept putting over joshi wrestling mm, and that's mm. what i thought we were all thought we were going to get and then we ended up not getting that and then you get it in and you're like oh yeah this is what we thought we were gonna do i also must say that the the, the amount they were rushing near the end it was sure was exciting but this is an amazing 15 minute match mm -hmm. that was crammed into about nine minutes <laughs> yeah uh the, at the end they were just going through these spots of uh, Sakura kicked out at one off that spinning knee. They from... put a, yeah, they put over that she got the guard up on yeah. it in time because she knows that move and knows it's coming. Love that. She kicked out the Falcon Arrow, then another spinning knee for the win. Like, really exciting back and forth hard hitting match. Yeah. Really, That's, really this is what it. I want Sheila's title reign to be. Yeah. Well, well, you know, we'll have this for three weeks and then she <laughs> won't be on TV again until we need it for a pay per view. There was uh, someone in the crowd just holding a sign saying, More women, please. Yep. Just do what Hunter does on Raw and just have all of them in one backstage segment and everyone goes, put all the women on the show. <laughs> uh, Renee then had what seemed like a pre-recorded interview with Adam Copeland and Copeland explained his motivation coming to AEW, that he wants to end his career with Christian and then recaps their 40 year or so friendship. Christian was always low on confidence. It was always Copeland putting in good words for Christian, like helping him up. And that has, of course, created jealousy. But nevertheless, he doesn't want the TNT title. He won't fight him. I but, will not fight my brother. But when, Le but when Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne leave him, because they will, Copeland will be there to pick him up. Really interesting story. Mm. And it, it did come up saying earlier today, like where Renee interviewing him and stuff. And I, I, there was a really interesting story about how he was already in the WWF. Like they had trained together and done some indie stuff together. Funny enough, with Rhino as well. Ah. And he was like, and then he 
went to WWF and like almost the first thing he did was try to get Christian a job. And he was like, and that was a, you know, I probably shouldn't have done because yeah. I was the new kid in town, but I was trying to get my friend a job because I do think he is the most underappreciated wrestler on the indie scene. And he was like one of the best wrestlers on the planet. So we should really bring him in. And then he brings up this point that Christian often does, which is like, look, you always had the rocket strapped to your back and you always left me behind. Now, finally, I'm the one that's on top and you're trying to ride my coattails. And then Copeland's like, that's how plays a lot of the hard work that I put mm. in to have that rocket attached to my back so I could be the top guy. Yeah, and, it's just, and this the, face. Yeah. And, Not a blue dot face, Christian. And without me, he would just still be doing those indie shows mm. as a big what if in the world of professional wrestling. So if Copeland isn't going to face Kate, there's two ways you can go here. You can have it where Christian torments Copeland enough where they do have a singles match, which I don't know if I actually want to see. I quite like the idea that they never fight. Mm -hmm. uh, or you you tell this story where Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne turn on Christian and Edge teams with him. That sounds like a lot longer of a play. Well, I when uh, Copeland came in and he did his first promo, which is while you were away, mm. he did more or less lay out this is the next six months worth of, of TV. So I feel like this is a longer story. I wonder if we will do the six man at full gear where you do the punk and mjf trios match that they did where they never mm. actually interacted yeah. in that match and it is just because copeland does not want to wrestle cage so what does I, copeland I, do for the, I, well, the time I think, in between i guess we will build to a singles match i guess but but he'll have to come up he'll have to have a few feuds of his own before Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne finally leave Christian, because it's not time to for them yeah, to be. Yeah. I mean, oh, they have been teasing. They have been teasing some dissension with Luchasaurus, and mm. you know, like they tried to because uh, on Collision, Adam Copeland hit yeah. Luchasaurus with the belt, and then made it look like it was Christian that did it. Um, I think it was on Collision. It might be on well, that was Dynamite, the closing bit. That yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've done like bits and bobs, but I, I think you're right. Like I think it's almost too early to be doing that. Like the split of this, because I think this this Christian act's so good. Oh, yeah. that I don't want them to break it up. Um, even as much as I want to see Copeland and Cage back together, I kind of am mm. really into Christian's heel shtick at the moment. Wardlow then had his weekly squash. He, well, he didn't even pin Ryan Nemeth. He just gave him one power bomb, and the referee called it off. No, he's dead. Uh, afterwards, Tony Schiavone asked Wardlow why he's back. Why is he doing this? And he holds up his wrist tape that says MJF written on it, and he storms off and pushes over Schiavone. No surer way to get heel heat than pushing over Tony Schiavone. And it worked as well because the crowd were into mm. it. Like, the crowd were chanting Wardlow. It felt like they were like, you know, really into him in this sort of baby face mold. And then he pushed over Tony Schiavone and the crowd were like, well, actually, well, no, I'm not standing for that. Like, I won't stand for that. And ended up booing him. Yeah. So it really worked. Uh, it was like last week and, and the week before, I think, where MJF's name was on the wrist tape, but it wasn't made explicit. We we all figured that out. And now now it is very much explicit. Wardlow, yet another name coming for Max's title. I love that they're setting up uh, MJF as the champ that's got so <clears throat> yeah. many targets on his back because you've got Jay White at full gear. Well, should we just talk about the next one? Because yeah. this is the biggest one. Yeah, yeah. Cuts backstage to Kenny Omega and he's doing his normal Kenny Omega promo and he's saying, well, Kyle Fletcher, once I've beaten him tonight and then I'll beat the Don Callis family. And then once I've got all of that past me, uh, maybe we'll see the Kenny Omega of old challenging for the world championship. Yay! 
I know. I was so thrilled when yeah. it, he was like, you know, Carl Fletcher's promo on Collision sort of lit a fire underneath me. Like, yeah, you're right. I am the measuring stick of this company. It's almost like it was a wake up moment for him to be like, oh yeah, no, I'm Kenny Omega. I'm the best mm. bout machine. I should probably be the focal point of this company. And yeah, he was like basically laid out his next steps, which is I'm going to beat the Don Callis family and then I'm going after the world title again. I was so thrilled and so excited. And then MJF walks in and I'm like, oh, it's MJF and Omega face to face. And because MJF's a baby face now, he offers out the handshake. Mm. He's like, look, I, I agree. You're one of the, the best wrestlers that we have. Shakes his hand, pulls him in and says, 13 days, bitch. <laughs> Of course, 13 days is the amount of time left before Max's reign will overtake Kenny Omega's. And given how much Omega loves uh, Akada, I can see them doing the Akada-Tanahashi yeah. uh, match that they had where it was like, the, it was to break yeah. a, a Tanahashi's record of most defences. Um, One of the best matches I've ever seen. Yeah, I think they'll do that. I mean, that's a, that'll be two weeks though. Yeah, do it on Dynamite or do it on Collision or something as like... Yeah, just a, a special match to be like, can Kenny Omega stop MJF? Oh my god, it's. Uh, I think that would be too soon. I'd love for them to do it, but given everything else that's going on with Max, I wouldn't want to rush through that Kenny Omega storyline. The only way you could do it is if you do Jay White causes a double DQ, and AEW do not do that kind of WWE finish. Yeah, although you, if you you might be able to get away with it, or you do a draw. You need you need to set up a rematch if you do it in two weeks' time. You do as well, because as I said, like Omega's promo here was it's laying out the next few months mm -hmm. as opposed to in two weeks' time you yeah, do this match. Because he said, move past family, I've got yeah. to do I've got to beat the Don Callis family first. But it, I love as I was saying mm. earlier, I love this idea of MJF as the, the champion with all of the challenges. Because you've got Jay White, you have got um Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson kind of like going yeah. after the things that he's got. Samoa Joe cutting his promos, Wardlow. Now you've got Kenny Omega also laying out the challenge that he wants to go to the belt. It's great. Like everyone wants the top title. Adam Cole and Roddy Strong. Cole and Strong. Want, want Max's heart in a way. Yeah, yeah. There's just he's been attacked from all angles, and there's so much going on that you almost forget. Oh, and there's that masked man thing. So then I'm thinking, well, how does that ah? Maybe there's a reason you're setting up so many people and it's straight out of Agatha Christie because the masked man can start picking off anyone who says I'm coming for the title. Ooh. You know, framing Max. Of course it's you, Max, because anyone who wants to go for your belt is getting mysteriously attacked. Who else could it be? And then you actually reveal, well, it was one of these people. They just wanted to get to it first. Oh, I like that you do a big like six month long mm. whodunit. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. Tasty. Yeah, I don't know who, who you'd have behind the mask, though, CM Punk. <laughs> Imagine, though. Swerve's another one. Swerve's also yeah, another, yeah, you know, yeah. who's saying, I want to go for that title. Mm -hmm. He's now slightly distracted with the Hangman Page thing. We'll get onto that promo later. Make the world championship the most important thing in the company. That Everyone should always be going for it. It shouldn't just be one or two people at a time. That's what made the Attitude Era so special. Well, Love, one of the many things. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is a great segment. Yeah, really, really exciting. Um, then we get straight into another part of the Maxverse. It's Adam Cole over at Roderick Strong's compound. Um, Adam Cole's finally had enough. He's going to leave. But Adam uh, Roddy convinced him to make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Cue a stupid montage of them making peanut butter and <laughs> Jelly sandwiches. And then Roddy goes to eat the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which clearly has crusts on. <laughs> Huge bite. Crust first. 
Ah! You know I don't like crusts. Oh, it had me in fits of laughter, that. And Cole eventually says, I'm going. I yeah. know I need to go and get surgery. And he leaves and he does not come back. And so Roddy, yeah, ends off by like, I know what I need to do to get my best friend back. I need to be friends with that scumbag. Yeah. Makes you think that it's MGF until you pointed out earlier. Could be a really good red herring. Mm. Who is it then? Tony Schiavone introduces his next guest in the ring with no pleasure whatsoever. He spat on the canvas. He doesn't like him. That's enormously disrespectful from what I know about wrestling custom. Well, that's how much he does not like Don Callis. But other people have got to wrestle on that man. (laughs) Don Callis came out, got super heat uh, about Jericho last week. But powerhouse Hobbs cut a great promo after that. And and actually the heat... Mm. Heat transference, as you used to yes. say. It yeah, didn't don't... dissipate it. Hot tagged to Hobbs. Yeah, a really, really good, because <laughs> he was then getting mega heat during his promo, talking about how in 1998, he went to a show, front row tickets. He asked his grandmother to take him, wanted to meet Jericho, and Jericho walked past him, because probably at that point, he would have been a heel. So he's not, he's not you know, glad-handing with fans or anything. And he kind of held that against him. Yeah, told him to shut up. Yeah. Told him to shut up. And he's like, you know, I promised that I would hurt Jericho. And I did, and I loved it. Yeah, really good. And then uh, Callus puts over how his family have been undefeated for four months. Really great faction. Only lost once, and that was because we had a scrub. We had a fill-in wrestler because Sammy got her in Kyle Fletcher. Yeah. And he's an idiot, and he's a moron. Kyle Fletcher storms down to the ring, and I was a bit giddy with yeah. excitement. I was already excited for Fletcher versus Omega anyway. But I was like, yay! There's a guy. Kyle Fletcher storms down to the ring. And he's like, look... I only did that match because Will Ospreay told me that you were begging for mm. me to do that match. You were on your knees for me to do that match. And I filled in, yeah, I wasn't the best man on that day, but I can beat Kenny Omega. Mm. Really, really great stuff. And Callis, because Callis is that master manipulator type thing, he was like, oh, kid, I think you've got a bright future. Yeah. And there's a yeah. lot of upside <laughs> with you, kid. I'll tell you what, if you can beat Kenny Omega, you and I will have a discussion next week. So this goes into Kenny Omega versus Carl Fletcher. Don Callis is on commentary with Hobbs and Takeshja just standing menacingly behind him. And let me give you some stats. Oh, please do. This is Kenny's first singles match on TV since July. When he faced Vikingo? Yes, I think so. Yeah. It's, his, it's only his seventh singles match in AEW this entire year. Yeah, I guess so. He's been doing a lot of tri- yeah, yeah. Two of those were on pay-per-view. So in terms of TV, like, Kenny's been really missing. I just thought, like, of, of the four years of AEW, I only feel like I've had eight months of prime Kenny. And that was from his Winter is Coming title win through to losing it to Hangman Page. Full gear. Yeah. I'm gonna read oh, you, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll read you the, uh, the note that I write. Uh, yeah, he wins it at Winter is Coming. And, and lost it at Full Gear. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to read you the note that I write at the start of every Kenny Omega match that we have. Maybe we should just build the whole company around him. Yes! Because he's the best. And I really think we should just build the company around Kenny Omega. Because he's the man. Why is he so resistant to being awesome? Why... Why is it everything? Kenny's like, I just want to do the story where I'm rubbish. Just let me be sad in Shibuya. Someone sent me a video of them walking through Shibuya, sadly, with a backpack on and said, I'm doing my best Kenny Omega. So obviously I went to Japan. I walked the Shibuya crossing and my partner was uh, underwhelmed by how not busy it was. Do you think that's why Kenny was so sad in his uh, tantrum? I thought this was really packed all the time. And now it's become a quite annoying running joke of hers that wherever we are, if it's empty, 
Sugar, it's like Shaboya crossing them. <laughs> I, lo- I like my opinion is no, no, no. It's very busy. It's large though. It's a large crossing, massive crossing, and the, you just the, the people are dissipated. And actually, when you're in the thick of it, when everyone passes at the same time, enormously busy. Yeah, and everyone's just filming, getting their thing, their shot. I wasn't. I was experiencing real life in the moment. <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway, this was a fantastic match. Really, like, so good. This was Back amazing. and forth, fast-paced, hard-hitting. Fletcher, like, looked credible, but Kenny never felt like he'd lose. So, like, just all the boxes were ticked. Fletcher comes out looking great, even in defeat, and it made Luke Owen <laughs> shout the F word so loudly in the office this morning. I I watched this in the office, and I I when Kenny Omega... They ran the ropes, ran past each other, and then ran at each other again. And Kenny Omega murdered that poor boy with a V-trigger. I couldn't control myself. Mm. I was like, I didn't even know what noise I was supposed to make. It's sort of like, it literally, I've never had something (laughs) bubble up inside of me. Mm -hmm. And I just loudly shouted, F! And I just, like, with the actual word. And Tempest just burst into laughter because he was watching the match next to me. Yeah. I actually, I didn't even, wasn't even cognizant there were other people yeah. in the room. Like Rosie Nichols had come into the office today mm. and I just loudly shouted the F word. <laughs> I guess she was quite concerned. Uh, the, I really recommend this match. Carl uh, Fletcher is awesome, as you've probably seen on TV, but like this is... The, the sort of singles wrestling style we, we'd, we'd seen previously on the Indies. I'm also got, I mean, yeah, I put over Fletcher massively. We'll do every opportunity I can get to. Don Callis was so mm. good on commentary because Fletcher was doing so good in this match. So Callis was putting him over hard being like, maybe there is a spot for him in the family. This kid's got a bright future. <laughs> I like the way he moves. Look at the way he did this, putting over like the meticulous work that Carl Fletcher did. The second that he lost, he was like, the kid's an idiot. He's a loser. He disappointment. Should, it's a disappointment. He should quit with this business to get a regular nine to five job he hasn't got what it takes brilliant uh do you think this might spin into a united empire family feud next year that's what i was about to say because <laughs> yeah. i imagine will you know mm. is one of carl's running buddies to be like i don't know the way you talk about this kid yeah uh, i appreciate what you're doing for me but and then do yeah, do united empire if he is going to come into aew which if his contract is mm. up with new japan like he said you'd imagine tony khan's gonna be making a big play for him Osprey versus Takeshita. Mmm. We got a Dan Housen video skit, uh, like tease. Same one that was on Collision? Yep, it's the Halloween 3 yeah. parody, so I love it. Uh, Lance Archer took on... Um, not Nick Jackson? <laughs> I was just like, why are they doing this Lance Archer squash match of one of the Jacksons? One of the Young Bucks? It was Barrett Brown. Yeah. He looked like uh, if you went to uh, your local sports center in 1999 to watch the WWF mm. come to town, and you have like Kane yeah. versus X Park on the show. He looked like he'd been booked to do a Young Bucks appearance <laughs> at one of those shows. This felt like old dynamite, if I'm honest. Yeah. Lance Archer coming out, already beating up his opponent, and gets in there, a couple of moves, blackout, love that move. Um, Lance Archer wins. I. Love Lance Archer. I'm so happy he's back on TV. I hope it's substantial. I think it's just because he's a local boy. 
I think oh, it, uh, this, yeah, this, is, this is a local pop thing. It's oh. the same with like that's why Dustin's in the battle royal. It's not because Dustin's getting a big run or anything. It's not like Lance is going to get a big run. It's just local boy, local pop. Oh, I felt like whenever Lance appears on TV, I'm preconditioned to go. Oh, okay, so he'll be, he'll be built for two months to to lose to a version of Hangman Page <laughs> or or Brian Danielson or something mm. like that. So, I mean, I'd love a Lance Archer powerhouse Hobbs match. Uh, Swerve Strickland and Prince Nana are promoting his new music video premiere on Friday's Rampage. No, it's on YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube, is it? But Swerve is annoyed. He'll get, get more views that way. Swerve's annoyed. He should be the TNT champion by now, but Hangman Page customer. And he has this great warning line. Just remember, it's not always you that pays for your actions. I loved that this was never about you, mm. to, in reference to Hangman Page. This was about the opportunity. Like it was never about he didn't. It's not that he hated Hangman Page. It's the fact that he hated that Hangman Page had the mm. opportunity while he didn't. But now Hangman has made it about him. And now you got to be something my business. So I'm going to have to take you out. Who do you think he's going for then? That's that says to me he's going to take out someone close to Page. And the only people that is are the Bucks right now. Yeah, or, we, or well, Kenny. I, I feel like that's what the Bucks do. You just like huh. you, you come in, you get sent to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, one of them gets sent to the hospital, the other has gone with them. Yeah. We'll have an update later on in the show. <laughs> it's not the horse, you don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I I think Swerve has like few people have their character down more than Swerve and in terms of like execution and performance of that character too Christian is probably the only person I'll put ahead of him yeah we got the Sting promo which we've already covered RJ City announced Tony Storm's new film Gone with the Storm and what did they do this <laughs> week Luke? so you and I drew a little bit of fire last oh, week oh did we? because we thought that the Tony Storm segments were ill thought out a missed opportunity. A missed opportunity. And the arguments that we made were really didn't make a lot of sense in what she was doing. Also, this is not what a silent movie mm -hmm. is. This is not shot like a silent movie. This is just one. It's like someone's done this on their own in their apartment. <laughs> it's, it's, I know it's like the Georges Méliès or, or Lumiere Brothers version of the silent film. Very early stuff. And a few people was like, Guys, you're idiots. It was only in picture in picture. She was acting out the commercials that were on screen. And oh. and that's why, and like, you know, in, your criticisms are wrong. Ignoring that the biggest criticism we had against it was, this is not what a silent movie mm. looks mm. like. She's doing a silent movie gimmick without actually making a silent movie. And because they watched this show, they heard it's this. It's and be. they were like, oh, they're right. <clears throat> we need to actually make a proper silent movie because this was also during the commercials in America. So it was the picture in picture thing, but it was a silent movie with actual silent movie placards to do the, the dialogue and stuff. Also with a second actor, which is crucially RJ City, who's one of the more underused people in the company. I think he's just brilliant in everything he does. Everything in the segment is what we said they <laughs> should do last week. Look, look. This was 100% always the plan. No, I don't I don't no, no. I don't get why you don't just do the better one first. <laughs> but it is yeah, it's it's well, you know, I'm very happy that they did all the things that we suggested last week. It made it 
absolutely perfect. So much better this time round. Uh, RJ City played the Mr. Studio boss. They had back and forth exchanges. Uh, Tony Storm got to do the close up thing, which I think is an actually great gimmick when it's framed correctly. They had a, a pearl necklace innuendo misunderstanding joke. She ate a banana skin and all. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. And they said, well, Mr. Studio boss promised her the full treatment, red carpet. So hopefully we get that as part of her entrance now. Mm-hmm. And her own personal butler. Who could that be? RJ. I hope so. Yeah, RJ. Yeah. RJ plays all the characters. It has to be RJ. He mm. has been as like he's a central point of this character. Yeah. I also pitched in my news episode today that RJ City should be the Benoit Blanc. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The detective looking into who the masked man is oh, in the murder mystery. Very good. But, you know, I'll take my RJ City where I can get him. Nick Wayne and Nick Wayne's mum has got it going on. We're sit down, sitting down with Jim Ross next. No setup. Just... They, they, they had, it's almost like they were running out of time on this one because they announced this on Collision that Jim Ross is going to have a sit-down interview with Nick Wayne and his mum. Mm-hmm. And I burst out yeah, laughing. I love that. Yeah. The, the, the graphic and everything is... I'm going like, nah! Why, Nick? What? I thought this is so funny, and this—I I don't think that this was great because I feel like they've really missed an easy win mm. for the Nick Wayne heel turn. You forgave Ar Fox, yeah, and like, did you see what he did to me? Did you see what he did to like my dad's photos, yeah. like and what he did to me in my dad's ring, and you just forgave him at the first <laughs> opportunity you got. But no, his heel actions are motivated by everyone was congratulating Darby on getting me here, mm. but not congratulating me on getting here. And also my dad's stupid mm. and Christian's my new dad now. Yeah, I don't think they want to. But from, from me, it feels like they're trying to do the Dominic Mysterio act. Um, so you don't want to make them actually slightly justifiable. <laughs> Which your motivation would do. Like, that's cool motivation, but it's a different kind of heel, I guess. It's almost like Christian is the heat here. Mm. Uh, and, and Nick Wayne's a conduit for that heat. But yeah, I uh, I didn't think it was a knockout segment, but but I, I enjoyed I thought Nick Wayne's mum's performance was pretty she good. She was very good. Uh, and there were a few really good lines. I like JR's disgust at how this punk could talk to it. That's your mother. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I like that traditional sort of yeah, yeah. Uh, morals. I really enjoyed Christian then walking in and just going, are you coming home, son? <laughs> and then they walk out. Nick Wayne says she's a terrible mother. She slaps him. Instant regret. And Christian walks out saying, should have picked up the phone. <laughs> Which I imagine was one of his booty calls. To yeah, her. yeah. And really great stuff. The door closes and all of a sudden Nick Wayne's mum hears some commotion on the other side. Mm-hmm. They open up the door and Darby's attacking both of them. And they brawl a cutaway back to the commentary. They're talking about how disgusted they are at Nick Wayne and the way that he spoke to his mother. And then just you just hear the crowd reacting and the commentators turn around. The brawl has spilled out onto the stage. So that was a really good bit of mm. like set dressing and or pacing and stuff. And Nick Wayne brawled with Darby Allen. Luchasaurus came down, brawled with Darby Allen, and Sting came down and that's where he put Christian in the uh, the Scorpion Deathlock. But Nick Wayne had a tooth knocked out. Jesus. Or at least a tooth broken. I thought he popped a blood capsule in his mouth. And then the longer it went on, I was like, oh, no, he's missing a 
bit of his face there. But he was selling it so good. Yeah, he was yeah, literally yeah. sounded like, Dad, look what he did to me, Dad. Yeah, either it was planned and it's actually pretty good or it happened as an accident and they made the best of it. Either way, really good. I just hope, really hope, next week we get annoyed dad Christian taking his son Nick Wayne to the dentist. Can you imagine Christian's just on his phone <laughs> flicking through... I, what's a dating app uh, he's like just t- tinder he's he's going yeah, yeah. through like sexy mums in the area <laughs> and nick wayne's like oh, oh, oh yeah whatever you know like oh it's, there's so much comedic potential open the door it's brit baker oh that's fun as the yeah. dentist um don't want to make it too comedic though no 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 you're right that's, was like, and yeah. christian's whole deal is that he is a good father mm. so he should really be very caring for nick wayne. you're right you're right Ah, it's a shame though. <laughs> it's a shame. Um, Rene Paquette is backstage with the best friends and Hook, and they're talking up Battle of the Belts, which is this Saturday, and it's going to be Chris Statlander versus Willow Nightingale potentially turning heel. It feels like yeah, they're doing a lot of stuff with her <laughs> and Sky Blue at the moment. I'm not sure I'm a fan of that. And announced for next week, Tony Khan has a gift for Sting. Mm. WCW. <laughs> I think he's bought WCW. Probably wouldn't cheaper than buying Ring of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> and then the main event was the Diamond Battle Royal. Dustin Rhodes, Juice Robinson, and Max Caster got entrances. MJF got an entrance to join commentary. Uh, fun, fun match. Yeah. I think uh, I've got all 12. If you like, they didn't introduce all 12, but I think it's Dustin, Johnny TV, Juice Robinson, Matt and Jeff Hardy, Matt Seidel, Jake Hager, Max Caster, Trent, Commander, Danny Garcia, and Matt Menard. Yeah, the the sort of main through line, other than Juice Robinson, was Daniel Garcia and Matt Menard, Daddy Magic, where they Garcia kept on wanting to do his dance. Daddy Magic cut him off because he wants him to take it seriously now, and that led to Menard getting thrown out, and Garcia finally got to do the dance as one of the final three. And I mean, you got a it's over as well. Yeah. Oh, the dance is well over. Mm. Yeah, and it was like you know he Garcia that is had to uh, get. He eliminated Matt Menard. He eliminated mm. Matt Menard and Dustin at the same time, and sort of looked at Matt, being like, "You should have just let me do the dance, man." Yeah. And then he did the dance, and immediately got eliminated. I very much enjoyed MJF on commentary when he was burying the dance, being like, "Why is he trying to do this goofy thing?" And I don't know if it was Excalibur or Taz was like, "Well, like the kangaroo kick." Yeah. He was like, "Well, the difference there is the kangaroo kick is over." <laughs> uh, I liked it. I'm interested to see where it goes because I want 2.0 to try out a serious run. Huge fans of them, and Garcia. I'd like to see him split off and join the family with Don yeah. Callis. Uh, but yeah, fun match. Uh, my favorite bit was MJF bribing Dustin Rhodes to hit Shattered Dreams on Juice Robinson. Very much enjoyed really that, Really nice yeah. part. Comes down to Castor and Juice. Uh, fight on the apron for ages. Quite dramatic. Jay White comes out. He brawls with MJF. That lets Juice hit the ring, which is the knockoff ring again, and uh, eliminates Castor. Bullet Club Gold stand tall. What I really liked about this, and we, we what we spoke about earlier, which is that we they set this up last week that Juice is going to win this battle royal. He very much outwardly just said, "I'm winning the battle yeah. royal." So we went into the show expecting Juice to win the battle royal, but they set up Max Caster as this possibility as well. So you're like, "Oh, well, that's probably going to be the final two, but I don't know which way they're going to mm-hmm. go." It's the same with the Carl Fletcher thing. There was a they'd done a good job of making me think. I, don't, I, I expect Kenny Omega will win, but hey, there's a chance that Fletcher picks up the win here because they're telling the story with Omega and then that sets up Fletcher to go into the family and stuff. Maybe Don will even try and help Fletcher win. 
It's just setting up those little mini what ifs. Mm. So even though it feels predictable on paper, there was actually a good like, I don't know which way this is going to swing. The yes, but. Yeah, yeah, I really, really liked it. I and gave it 87% overall, I think. I really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a solid, solid booking. Nothing bad on it. And yep. two great matches. I really, really enjoyed this episode. Mm. It was great. I, the, the Omega match was like, you know, you said it feels like old Dynamite. It's Kenny Omega having an amazing match. Lance Archer having a squash match. Wardlow having a squash match. It did feel like Dynamite from 2019. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, before we get into our remaining Omega chats, let's say a big thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Go over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk to get loads of exclusive content over there and your own wrestling nickname, the shout out on this very show, like Michael Mark for Life Plowman. This is some kind of Patreon shout out name. Nate, drop surname. The Batsman, Nathan Batty. The Intriguing Infrared, near, Alf- near Alfredo Wheel. Parking lot brawl champion, Parker King. Peter Fiberbrontus. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. The man who wears the gold, the man recognised by SWAT Nation International as the 24-7 champion, our legend. Raw's brand ambassador, Redman2490. Reese Cook, what the rock is smelling. <laughs> Mr. Moneybags, Rich Holt. And lastly for this Hall of Fame class, on the 19th of October 2023, Burley, Rob Burwell. Thank you very much. Let's continue with our Omega Chats. Ryan, solid show last night. Hopefully this is the start of AEW making a comeback because I'm an AEW mark like Ollie and Luke. (laughs) We're not marks. We get paid by WWE. He sat over there. Andy Sandbox. I took my family to Forbidden Door. My sister, who knows nothing about modern wrestling, popped when Chris Jericho came out. I told her to wait for who is next. And then she super popped for Sting's entrance. Stood up even. Him announcing retirement five months from now is good timing. But honestly, I don't know how he goes out. I'll enjoy the I'll enjoy the ride though. Thanks, Sting. Something about AEW I've recently thought about more is the sense of humor and references I hear from the stars. Culturally, it isn't really as modern, but then I'll hear Mike Bennett parody Headstrong, actual song name, and get the obscure reference and pop. Was that what he was playing on the yeah. the bongos? Headstrong. Was this the first on-camera interaction between MJF and Kenny Omega? Crazy that we are finally teasing that match. There's nothing more I want than a five-star MJF going into five-star bangers with five-star wrestlers. I hopes for J-A-Y versus MJF for that reason. It's one of the, I think the most incredible thing about AEW still is that there are a lot of first-time matches mm. with guys that have been there from day one that we haven't done yet. Justin Anzel Dua uh, took my daughter to the show last night and Soraya made her cry just for Orange Cassidy to bring her into the ring for the best friend's hug. Whoa! Oh, with Trent and Statlander. She had the best time of her life. Proud Papa moment. Thank you, AEW. That is awesome, Justin. That's so cool. Tony, I thought it was awesome that there are like five people trying to set up a title feud. Thought it might lead to a huge multi-man feud, which is something I haven't seen before. Well, let me show you Armageddon 2000. Uh... But there is the annual full gear tournament for a world title shot. That's an interesting. Yeah, we haven't done the full way. gear eliminator. 
Um, York Master, I noticed that the faces of the other disciples in Dom's Titantron are blurred. Does that mean that there will be 12 members? Don is Jesus. Lowell is Will Judas? No, Sammy's Judas. Mm. Um, God, I don't want a 12-person faction. No, 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 no. Maybe like D12, where there's only six guys, but they've all got multiple personalities. Yeah. Also, why not make Collision a three-hour special event called Collision Battle of the Belts? Well, it is a three-hour special yeah. Collision. It's just that the last hour is called Battle of the Belts. A hot tag to you. Uh, William Gossett here says, Love Dynamite, but we mean to say, I finally got 2K23 and started my GM after mm-hmm. watching you guys, thinking, how hard can it be? <laughs> and holy yes, I ended my first pay-per-view cycle with four injuries, including three of my champions. So much fun was had, though. Uh, Kevin here said Justin Robs introducing Lance Archer introducing first kicking his opponents down to the <laughs> ring from Texas Lance big move on the apron Archer so good also fun fact the Hung Bucks are somehow still the ROH six man tag champions well they did only win them like two weeks ago yeah. or three weeks ago so yeah to say they're still I would say here's a fun fact they are mm-hmm. the ring of honor tag tag champs El Jefe says, hello, Ollie. Hello, Luke. El Jefe here. I think Bullet Club Gold is the best thing right now behind Swerve and Prince Nana. I uh, wanted to know how you both you, how both of you would book Swerve becoming AEW World Champion. I think have him keep doing what he's doing and n- now beat more credible guys like your Danielsons, your Omegas. Um, and then all this like hate and venom he's got in him targeted towards mjf uh yeah i had him be the guy to win the full gear eliminator tournaments mm. and it's him and hangman in the final like that um for bowen says hey lads met ollie tempest and laurie at royal quest so thanks for the picture i've been a huge friend of the channel for five years now it was so awesome meeting you guys oh, great yeah thanks to everyone who said hi you have a fun time at royal quest it was great yeah, yeah. i was you know, quite far away from Eddie Kingston, but I was in the same room as him. Eddie! Didn't hear me. Caleb M has been a member for 24 months in a row, said, Luke, will you be playing the new Spider-Man game? I'm super pumped for it. Also, Ollie, I caught a shiny Starly and named it after you and became a champion. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I don't have a PS5, so mm. no. Yeah, I've only got a PS4. Yeah. That's all I've got as well. And I haven't got the dough to fork out for mm. a PS5 either. Nor the time to actually... Justify. That's more of it. The time, I, haven't got the, it? I haven't got the time to justify the expenditure on a, on a PS5. I've just had two more in. Atten says Danhausen for Tony's Butler. That works pretty well. Oh, Silent that, movie yeah, star Danhausen. Good one, yeah. And Martial Arts says, Hey guys, I'm coming to London for Wrestle Queendom the week after the debut show of my own all women wrestling promotion. Oh, that's great. West, Wrestle Queendom's usually in January, mm. isn't it? So maybe we'll get a chance to see you. Uh, but for now, uh, what's the rating? Overall, uh, we have. There's a little bit more on that. Oh, is there? Uh, oh, Rob Steedley has been a member for 16 months. Uh, can we please get all the Adams come out next time? Roddy Tart yells for Adam. I love that AEW is pushing new talent like Copeland and Cage. Uh, we have an overall rating thumbs up 86% with an 11% mm-hmm. thumbs in the middle. That's good. Um, Apparently, um, uh, so Wrestle Queendom. Um, is happening in November. That is their next show, but it's unfortunately a show I can't go to. Where is it? Is it a Big Penny's Social Club? It's locally, yeah. That's right next to um, Black Horse Road Tube Station. That's where I used to go. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm very close. I could walk to that place. Yeah, I think it's... I on, know they're doing a show there. I didn't know it was Wrestle Queendom. I think it's on Full Gear Weekend when I'm working, uh, so I can't go to the show. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Well, I'm, I was going to get tickets for that show. I didn't know it was Wrestle Queendom. So, yeah, maybe see you there, Martial Arts. Well, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the Rest Talk Podcast. Thank you all so much for watching. Please do press the subscribe button if it's your first time here and you've made it this far. Give us a thumbs up as well. Leave your comment down below if you're watching this on demand. We'll be back on Saturday with Sat and uh, Tempest reviewing SmackDown. And then myself and Dan Leighton will be back to do the Raw podcast next week. Till then, I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been Ollie Davis. Jam that jam. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.